Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. And, like, I don't know, you were always able to argue with adults when I was like, why are you freaking arguing with it? Like, <laughs> like the principal comes over and you're like, look here. It's yeah. here, fella. It's like, okay. Yeah, I remember you used to get really, like really annoyed with me about that because I would I would like really get into it, and you would just be like, "This is so uncomfortable. Why do you do this?" <laughs> I don't know how you can manage it, but I mean, whatever. So this leads us right into uh, the best Pixar movies. Pixar movies, absolutely. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I'll start. Okay. Um, let's see. We're doing the top ten Pixar movies, which is actually kind of tough. Because I had a really hard time with this. Yeah, the top 10 Pixar movies are really good movies. Yeah. And frankly, the top 15, maybe even 20 Pixar movies are still really good movies. It, it's hard to find a bad one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so Cars for me is probably the worst series of I'm, movies I'm, that they have. I'm sure Cars 1 at least is decent enough for what it is. Cars 1 is okay. Cars 2, I remember that I didn't like, but since I've had kids, I've enjoyed it. It's like, it's it's more for kids than almost all the other Pixar ones. Are, yeah. You know? Um, but I enjoyed Cars 2 more upon viewing with my children. That's fair. Um, and then Cars 3, I actually thought was was pretty good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was actually, I mean, it's got a good Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. I think it's 90%. Um, <laughs> kind of funny that they get it together for the third one. Well, it was it was a more mature theme hmm. for that. So, so yeah. I, does you know. does the Paul Newman car die off? Yes, because they don't like show him dying. Yeah, off, but, but he's but he's not. They like explain that he's not in it anymore. Correct. Yeah, because I know he died. So, well, right, and you know, and he was good in uh, the first one, and they didn't have him in the second one at all. Like no ex, ex- mm-hmm. no explanation really. And then in the third one, it's um, he is sort of remembering him, but he's also like he's at the end of his career, mm-hmm. so it's sort of like he's he's seeing a correlation between him and and uh, Hudson Hornet or whatever it was, Paul Newman's character. Mm-hmm. I, wow, uh, we've gone too far into Cars Three here. Yeah, let's just explain the whole plot of Cars Three, <laughs> and then we'll explain the whole plot of Sherlock Gnomes. Please, yes, another great Pixar picture. Can you imagine how mad it would, Pixar would be if they heard a podcast say that <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes was theirs? They'd be like, "We disavow all knowledge of Sherlock Gnomes. We <laughs> has nothing to do with us." But, um, but yeah, the top uh, ten Pixar movies are really freaking good movies. It reminds me a little bit of maybe less so recently, but the MCU is like this. I think one of the strongest things about the MCU is that like even their worst movie is a very watchable movie you know yeah i agree yeah they've they've which is, which is probably one of the thors or maybe something else but like i don't remember seeing one that i was like really this is the worst thing i've ever seen that's right me too and even the ones that are i feel like 
even the ones that are like considered bad now mm-hmm. are have more to do with like critics being sick of good Marvel movies. Yeah, exactly. So like instead of judging it based on the movie that it is, it's more like, you know, I'm so sick. Like this wasn't as good as this one, and I'm I'm gonna shit on it because like I'm so sick of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but which you know I get. There's some Marvel fatigue, sure. Absolutely, but um, I don't know. It's kind of tough to blame any particular movie for that. Right. But you should still try to be like this movie itself was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, What's your number ten? I brought that up because they're like number 11, 12, 13 are movies I really like, and I had like they just kept getting pushed off because I thought of something better. But uh, my number 10 is Brave. I love... I feel like if it came out today... It didn't come out that long ago or anything, but if it came out at this exact moment, certain people would be bitching about it being, like, too woke and, like, the, the woman has to be, like, the strong character or whatever. But I think it's I think it's very nice, and it's beautifully animated, and um, the performances are all decent, so decent too good and i like it um some of the later pixar movies the plotting can be kind of weird not much can happen or like it just ends up having like a the main conflict doesn't really quite strike me as much as it used to but um that's sort of just a problem with a lot of the more recent pixar movies that aren't quite as good but brave i think does a better job than a lot of them yeah um i mean i liked brave i Let's go to my number 10. My number 10 is Monsters, Inc. Oh, might, yeah, be, a, might I, be a little low for Monsters, Inc., but that's okay. Well, you know, I I don't know. Did you watch it when you were I, I compiling did. the list? So I think that, you know, you, you might have had some recent because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, probably. Well, I guess I, I saw it somewhat recently. I did see it. I've seen all of these, actually. <laughs> I watched it today. Recently. Um, <laughs> but it's so like you said it's so hard to find a top 10 i mean like you could kind of mix and match most of these and change the order and it wouldn't like you know wouldn't really make that much of a difference honestly um i had like the whole list set up Mm -hmm. and i realized i had forgotten a movie which Mm -hmm. number five by the Mm -hmm. way i was like oh my god i can't not put this one in yeah exact same thing happened to me (laughs) So then I had to push everything down. Yeah. Um, and then that poor lady <laughs> should be number 10. It's like, oh, I'm off the list. And you're like, yeah, sorry, exactly. sorry, number 11. You were still good. Well, I'll tell you what my number 10 was. Mm-hmm. It was Onward. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Which I really liked that movie. Um, I just don't think it's quite top 10, but... Yeah, you know. I, let me let me let me say the exact same thing happened to me, except mine that was my number three, actually. I forgot. So everything had to be pushed back. And my number 10 used to be Soul, which I feel very similarly about. Good, but maybe um, not quite top 10. That's interesting, yeah. Well, one of the things the things that I loved about Monster that I love about Monsters Inc., mm-hmm. and really this kind of goes with a lot of Pixar movies, is they do such they take such take such a creative and unique concept mm-hmm. and build a whole world around it. Mm-hmm. And it's so just excellent. Um, yeah, no. I was actually going to say one of the things that makes a Pixar movie are these they come up with such a uh, an interesting idea and then build around it. Um, the sort of idea that, that grabs you right away and you can immediately go like, okay, I already understand what this world is going to be about and then they just fill in the details. Like for instance, just the first ever Pixar movie, it's a sort of I mean, we'll mention it or whatever, but it's like all you have yeah, to I do don't is, have it on my list. Oh, you don't? I'm just, I'm okay. 
um, because like you just hear, oh, okay, that's the premise, and you just immediately are ready to receive it. Yeah. Or or it's so unique that like you want to learn more about it as you're watching. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is like I, and it can be like a kind of a um, complicated concept, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. they still like find a way to make it uh, accessible. Yeah, and exactly. easy to follow. It's really cool. Well, anyway, that's my number ten. Monsters Inc. What's your uh, number nine? My number nine is Toy Story, which was the first. Oh, there you go. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, the sort of premise that you can immediately grasp onto, and it makes sense. And then they do uh, like the really the the I guess the not the devil is in the details here. The uh, the angel is in the details, maybe because <laughs> the what they add to it is even better because they start with a good concept and then they build a, a world and characters that are really great and interesting. Exactly, and, which is exactly what they did in Monsters Inc. Also, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, um, and Toy Story was like they really—it was helpful that they hit a home run first at bat. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've had very few misses, really. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's so cool. I mean, and those, yeah, just like say, every every bit of it, so imaginative. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. It's just every detail and every they get it exactly right and. The way with the way with I love the Toy Story characters because they they portray all the different toys and it's like yep that's exactly correct you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like they have the etch the etch etch sketch is that what it's called yeah and it's just perfect and like they even do the sound effects perfectly with the little sand you know it's funny I don't know if you've watched it recently Not but I remember good. watching it when I was young and thinking like how did they make it look so good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it looks so real exactly. And now I watch it, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look... It's, I mean, like, it's not like it looks bad, but... Yeah, it's just, it's obviously 20 years old, whatever it is, 30. Yeah, but you watch Toy Story 4, and you compare mm -hmm. it to that, and you're like, wow, that's a huge difference. Yeah, it really is. Like, in Toy Story 4, when he's walking down the road with Forky, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it looks like that's like a real toy walking on a real road. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, well, so let's do my number nine. And it, my number nine is sort of interesting because of what you said got pushed off your list because my number oh, yeah. nine is, is Soul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Could have easily been number nine for me, but I just didn't go that way. Well, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I just, you know, for me, it's again, it's like this uh, creation of something unique and new, you mm -hmm. know, you know, and it it's basically Pixar's take on the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I love how they have these abstract characters play the afterlife. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just so cool. The way they describe a soul and how it gets to a body and, you know, it's got to find, it's just, it's so creative. A, it's kind of a beautiful sequence too. the, the entire, like yeah. when, he's, when he's going around the afterlife, learning all these things, it's, I don't want to say awe inspiring, but it's really nice. He'd almost be okay dying. You know, if that was the actual, what happened. right. Right. Um, well, I mean, that's because he's not supposed to go there when he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what actually death is. So we should that's, say that's true. this isn't the afterlife. It's like the before life. That's the pre-life. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But the, I, like, I think the souls they show going toward the afterlife are pretty, like, I don't know, at peace and ready to go there. That's a nice thought. Except for him. Yeah. Except for him because <laughs> he wants to go back and play jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm glad that you have it number nine, so I can talk about it because I didn't. Oh, there you, yeah, because <laughs> it didn't quite make mine. I could have, I could have switched it with Brave easily. Not that Brave is bad at all. Just you know, and I, I was thinking about Brave too, and I'm like, hey, you know, how do you? 
I, I love the accents in that one. But anyway, mm -hmm. I was so I don't know if you remember this, but this this was uh, the first Pixar that came straight to Disney Plus. Straight, yeah, because of the pandemic and everything. Right, and I know that um, that that set a precedence that the Pixar employees have not been happy about. Mm -hmm. Because what Luca and then Turning Red came out mm -hmm. straight to Disney Plus, and then they they finally put one in theaters, and it was Lightyear, and that one kind of bombed at the box office, which. I, personally, I think was unfair because I thought that was a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I mean, I can't imagine it being bad or anything. It looked fun. Well, people were upset that they didn't use Tim Allen, and yeah, I was like, well, no. I don't know. I I see their point, but I'm like, why does it? Who cares? You yeah. Know? And I feel like I feel like I feel like the plot sort of allows for it to be a different take on Buzz. Right. You know? Um. But yeah. Anyway, stupid COVID. Oh but, yeah, I know. Do you think that? I think I think it was Hudson just yesterday the other day that mentioned that some of these Pixar ones that went straight to Disney Plus. Do you think there's like a like a little bit of a bias in our minds because we had to watch them on Disney Plus sitting on the couch yeah, instead of the experience is. in the theater? Yeah, I think there I, definitely is. I feel like that with all three of the ones that came out during the pandemic. I liked them all, but it just didn't feel quite like it used to. Yeah, maybe the magic of the movie theater somehow. I will say that I like that they're that the three that came out mm -hmm. straight to Disney plus were all new mm -hmm. new ideas instead of mm -hmm. sequels um but yeah a lot, a, I, lot of, uh, a lot of the sequels seemed unnecessary for me that's okay all right well so what's your number eight then actually can I keep talking about soul a little bit yeah go for it the my because the reason it isn't on my top 10 I feel like they made it backwards and you might disagree with me because it sounds like you really liked the pre-life stuff. I would have done a lot more in real life with him, like his actual life, because it felt like you're seeing his life and you care about him and then it's gone. And then you're in this pre-life thing. And it's like, what happened to his life? I was enjoying it. And then we get back. I know we go back to his life It's and everything, but it feels like it should have been the other way around to me. Um, it should have been something along the lines of the, the, the soul that won't, that doesn't want to be born. Um, I can't remember what it's char the character's name Tina is. Fey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Tina Fey. 23, right? 23? Uh, you say so. <laughs> I think it's 23. So 20, I think it would have been better if 23 got stuck on Earth and they were trying to get her back. That's interesting. Because we could spend a little bit less time in the afterlife and more time with Joe's actual life. Because I wanted more Joe's life. Um, I'll say that the as good as the soundtracks frequently are in Toy Story... And Toy Story in Pixar movies because I have <laughs> you've got a friend in me stuck in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> Story. Um, Souls is like another level. Um, well, yeah, it's meant Trent, to be. Yeah, it's meant to be. The Trent Reznor stuff that he did for the afterlife or the pre-life parts, beautiful, fits perfectly. Um, and then John Batiste killing it with the with the with the in life stuff, just amazing. And if anyone out there has a T-shirt that. Um, the t-shirt that uh the um what's his name uh quest loves character is wearing it's like you know uh you know bebop and modal and this and the other thing i want that t-shirt <laughs> so i don't send, remember what you're talking about yeah i know what to get you for a gift you know that you know that you know the t-shirts that are like this and this and this and that um this one oh just, yeah yeah this one is I just actually all, don't really like those yeah i don't really like the the um I don't really like the idea behind them either. Um, but it looks like it's uh, classical infusion and free and modal and bebop. 
and um, I want those. I want that really badly. <laughs> and uh, how do you feel about jazz? Um, Not to get off on a big thing. You know, I don't. There are people. That, so I feel like um, there's like this. You have to love it or hate it mm. aspect to it and culture. But I neither. I don't love or hate it. I like that because, like you said, it's people. It's kind of divisive, and it's not the kind of music that should be divisive. You should be able to enjoy it a little bit and then move on if that's what you want. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't really. I I understand from like so. I know that my father in law does not like jazz, mm -hmm. but he's an engineer, so mm -hmm. it makes sense to me. You know, he mm -hmm. likes order. Um, <laughs> not, not, not free, uh, you know, exploring the space kind of. Right, he's <laughs> just not that type of guy. So that you know, I'm like okay. But you know, for me, I'm just like I'm. You know, I've I've listened to jazz and I can mm -hmm. enjoy it. And some jazz I don't. Some jazz where, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit too disjointed is mm -hmm. a little distracting and not as enjoyable. But <laughs> <laughs> not not a free jazz guy. <laughs> right. I uh, I I was just wondering if that affects your viewing of soul at all. But I don't think it should because you're just you understand that he loves it and you don't really have to. It didn't affect my viewing of La La Land either, or yeah, Whiplash. Yeah. Ooh, good movies. We'll um, we'll get to them eventually with our uh, with our Oscar rankings. With our Oscar right. rankings. Um, but anyway, um, we'll move on. Well, what's your time. yeah? You're uh, you're up with number eight, unless you're unless you got more about Soul you wanted to talk. No, about. no, no. My number eight is Ratatouille, which was I had to bump down a bit because of other movies, but um, I still liked it a lot. Um, I love again, Ratatouille. Number eight, number eight is not a bad movie, <laughs> like at all. Number, yeah, I know. I know. Number, number eighteen is probably isn't that bad. Well, maybe not quite eighteen, but um, I feel like you feel like you have to justify it, though. You, know? <laughs> you, you do. Like, please don't <laughs> don't think I hate this movie just because it's because it's, it's low. But um, I think the what what I was just saying with watching on Disney Plus versus the uh, theater, I uh, the theater experience of watching Ratatouille and the and the beauty of their rendered Paris on the screen was I think that affected me a lot. I really loved that. It was a yeah. delightful experience in the theater. So that not like I'm not like being paid by the theater, but, but you know Hollywood to be like go to the theater. I wish I was, but um, yeah, they don't have to pay me. I think y'all should go to the theater. The Everybody. theater is a wonderful experience and uh, a delightful movie that is well structured from beginning to end, and all the performances are good. And I don't really care about food, but um, I cared about Remy and his food. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that it was really cool the, the way that they showed food. It was um, I hadn't pictured food like that. Yeah, it really, it really gets his love of it across, you know. Yeah. Well, my number eight is up. Mm. Now, if if. If all you ever saw of this was the sequence of Carl and Ellie getting older and her uh -huh. not being able to have children and her passing uh -huh. and everything, it would be an excellent movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I talk, I talk about economy and filmmaking, right? I mean, oh. in about three minutes or however long it was, it made you feel the entire gamut of emotions. Like, it really did. It was such effective and strong story storytelling, uh, and it had no dialogue. Yeah, no dialogue. It's it's incredible. It's like. <laughs> I, you could show that in film class, you know. Yeah, they probably do. I mean, there's they have to, right? How I do you not? So. It's a such a perfect example of how mm -hmm. to tell a story without pushing it down anybody's throat mm -hmm. um, and still being affecting. I mean, are it's you, 
are you like me though in that the rest of the movie is good but maybe not quite yeah yeah i mean it's fun you mm -hmm. know but like it ends up being about like a, a bird that they're trying to yeah it kind of goes off from this old guy i don't want to say off the rails but moves in a different direction yeah i mean it's you know it's, i like i really enjoyed it really mm -hmm. but yeah same i don't know if it would have made my top 10 if it didn't have that mm -hmm. three minute sequence in it yeah so not to say that that's that the rest of the movie is bad mm -hmm. just that i don't know it would be top 10 without it um but just to to show how good that little sequence is, mm -hmm. it's eight. It's not even ten. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But uh, well, okay. So, what's your number seven? My number seven is Toy Story three. Okay. Um, uh, spoiler. So I guess you do care for some of the sequels. <laughs> spoiler alert! Actually, the, the, Toy Story two was on this list as well. <laughs> so. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I. Uh, Toy Story, I mean, just not to like uh, spoiler everything, but Toy Story 4 is not on the list. Um, I think that 2 and 3 actually make a really coherent trilogy. And it actually work, works through all the different life, like the life uh, cycle of a toy. You know what I mean? I think it does a good job of that. Um, and Toy Story 3 does a really, a really like good end of life kind of <laughs> sequence. Um, Andy going off to college is a good premise and the premise for four isn't quite as good in my opinion um, and it like all Pixar movies all good Pixar movies does a great job of making you kind of ball your eyes out toward the end <laughs> yeah yeah Toy Story 3 was yeah mm -hmm. very and, affecting emotionally and I like the added the new characters they added I felt like they all worked um mm -hmm. From Lotso Hugs Bear and, uh, yeah. and 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 Ken was a lot of fun. I don't know. I thought I wouldn't like Ken. Oh, Ken is great. <laughs> that's, that's Michael Keaton, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Doing a very fun job showing he's a versatile actor, despite the fact that we don't think of him as being. Yeah, why don't we think of him that way? Because he really is. I don't know. He got like he didn't get typecast or anything as Batman, but like we just sort of think of him as oh, he was the guy that was Batman, right? Yeah, he was the original Batman, and it's like, and then that's it. And then that's no, it. Oh, he was like a kind of a comedic actor for a long time. And he's a really he actually reminds me of Tom Hanks as a comedic actor. Like me too. He's like he, an everyman. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. And he was in a he's couple like of good slightly more like sarcastic that. than Tom Hanks. Um, I, I remember Roger Ebert saying that no one plays a quick thinking character as well as Michael, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, so anyway, enough of, enough of Ken though. And then the end is is it it fits. I feel like it's a perfect ending when the toys, spoiler are given to Bonnie. And then it's just like continues in four. And I'm like, we didn't need the rest of it. Andy's story is done now. So and not that it's about Yeah, Andy, but Woody's but isn't. Woody's yeah, but I feel like it could have been just he's I get, I understand what you're saying. I, I really do. And I don't feel like we needed more, but that's okay. But three and I think we'll end up talking about this even more. Okay. <laughs> just my yeah. expectation. Okay, let's move on then. <laughs> well I haven't said any Toy Story yet. So you haven't <laughs> What's your number seven then? My number seven is Wally. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Well, this okay. one's just—it's just so much fun and it's so cute. Mm -hmm. It's so damn cute. Although they modeled Wally after a cat. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, so they were like they took the aspects and the uh, personality of a cat. That's what or like, you know. So like, remember when he's chasing the laser? Mm -hmm. In the beginning, that's that's all. 
that that's how they viewed him was as a friendly little kitty well you mentioned the economy of storytelling and uh up this this is this one is like a a lesson in economy and like character like characterization yeah yeah and like and you know animation maybe because wally has no expression except for his eyes yeah (laughs) and yet and yet he can feel make you feel any emotion i know it's amazing you know it's funny because i've this one has been a winner for both lyndon and calvin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i've watched this in a lot Um, (laughs) about a thousand times if i'm guessing Mm -hmm. here um but i don't get tired of it Mm -hmm. you know and it's funny because like when i first watched it i was like this is great you know and and the 800th time i watched it i was like it's you know getting a little old but it's still great (laughs) um but after a thousand i started to realize there are some kind of glaring issues in it Mm -hmm. um you know like that i just kind of chosen to look past for the first 900 viewings well Um, uh, yeah tell us because i haven't seen it in a while so well i mean just as an example the plant surviving in space Mm-hmm. He has it in his gut, right? Which I'm sure is not insulated. Yeah. Right. And then he takes it out, and they're just holding it out in the vacuum yeah. of space. Yeah. And I'm like, that plant would be dead. <laughs> That's a dead plant right there. Um, I don't know. Maybe also, it's like maybe it's like flash frozen preserved. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Cryogenically frozen now. Um, but. I actually heard an interesting thing um, about, so you wouldn't, so as a human and you were outside of your suit, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you could, you could breathe, like you had some sort of breathing device, but you didn't have the suit on. Yeah. Um, You would actually live for, you wouldn't freeze right away. Yeah. No, I've heard that too. Because yeah, there's nothing, you're not, your, your heat doesn't. There's nothing for it to transfer to. Right, there's no transfer, so it takes actually a long time for you to, to lose mm-hmm. that. I think you need Just, to radiate it, and I don't even know what spectrum. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I radiate um, in all the spectrums. Yeah, as you should. Mm-hmm. Speaking of spectrums, we'll be doing that in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a few other things, too. Like, I mean, you know, so they, they've been, a, you know, he's been doing this for 700 years, Wally, yeah. you know? And... Um, has nothing biodegraded at all? <laughs> Evidently not. Like, it's, all, it's all made out of styrofoam. Yeah, I'm just the like, Twinkies. yeah, the yeah the Twinkie that survives for mm-hmm. 700 years. I mean, that seems a little <laughs> bit uh, excess, excessive. That, that's a really long time that they made that for. Like, I get that that humans needed to like get fat, you know, and like turn into. My wife does not like that part either. Uh, it's she's it's like a, people a have different body types. Not everybody would be fat. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't accurate, but um, I know I would be. I, I know I would be too, and it's I'd be content. I would too. definitely be the one. I would not like if the captain of the ship was like, "Okay, we're going back to Earth, where everything's going to be way harder." I'd be like, "Dude, <laughs> fuck you! Let's take yeah. a vote." <laughs> this is not a dictatorship; it's a yeah. spaceship. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke as soon as yeah. dictatorship. I was like, "Uh oh, yes. here we go." It was a race to get to the joke first. <laughs> um, anyway, so what's your what's your number six? On number six, I closed my list because my phone went off. Um, number six, we're already on Finding Nemo. 
Yeah, Finding Nemo is a great one. It's stupid to say because obviously as more movies come out, you know, your list is going to be moved around and everything like that. But when I first saw Finding Nemo, it probably would have been number one. Um, and like, obviously, because a lot of the ones that are ahead of it hadn't come out yet. <laughs> but um, still, I really loved Finding Nemo. That's, I'm just, this is another way of me saying I still really loved this. Um, Finding Nemo is excellent. Mm -hmm, exactly. It was uh, a really well done and affecting story again. And it's like, it's like almost I'm repeating myself because they're all really they're good. They're all so good. And all yeah. in kind of similar ways. They have a they have a sort of formula that they go with, and it always works because they are able to change it around and come up with such interesting characters and uh um you know concepts. And uh I thought Albert Brooks was really, really good in Finding Nemo. I don't know if he ever does any voice work outside of this and The Simpsons, but he should because he's really good. Well, he did Finding Dory. <laughs> oh, okay. So that, that one's that one's he's all set. He's like, um, the last movie I do. He's still alive, right? I think so. <laughs> I'm not like... I hope he is. You know? talking about him and he died. <laughs> he's like, I said I'm dying right now. He's, he's 75 years old. Oh, you just I was just looking him up. But uh, yeah, Finding Nemo is really good. I don't really have too much else to say aside from it being really a well-structured movie and affecting. So, Well, my number six is Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know that we need to say that much about it, but I will say <laughs> mm -hmm. that a lot of people say this is the best Toy Story. Mm -hmm. I can um, see that. You know, and like you said, it bookends a mm -hmm. trilogy very well. And uh, also to prove their point, this is the only Toy Story movie that's been nominated for Best Picture. Isn't that wild? Yeah, um, I kind of get it though. It's a feels like a complete movie. You know, sometimes it feels like. Some movies, it can be like, okay, that was the ending, but was it really a satisfying conclusion to everything? This one obviously was. Yeah. I also didn't know how it ended, and I thought, I was like, for a second, I was like, they're not actually going to kill off all these characters, are I they? I thought that too when I first watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, this they can't do that, can they? Yeah, I was like, I'm never watching another Pixar movie again if they kill everyone this way. <laughs> and yet it was, And yet it was beautiful, and thankfully, it did have kind of a happy ending. Yeah. And sort of, and sort of the uh, life goes on kind of situation. That's another thing I don't like about four is that think about say Andy comes back from college or even later he's an adult, and he goes over to these people's house and they're like, "Oh, hey Bonnie, how you playing with the toys? Is it good? Is it fun? Great, that's great. Hey, where's Woody? Um, he was my favorite toy and he was deeply important to me. And I said specifically, take care of him. Oh, you lost him? He is now lost forever." Um, not that you're going to like yell at a kid, but like, oh, I, I asked specifically if you could take care of my toys and you lost my favorite one and probably didn't. But doesn't that feel while. more realistic? It feels realistic. But now I'm wondering, you know, you could have just if you didn't care about Woody, you could have just given it back to Andy and he could have put him on a shelf. Instead well, but of Andy she, wandering but around the wild. They showed her liking him at first, but then she starts liking Jesse more, which I think makes sense. Yeah, and then they and then they left Woody under a carousel in some random town. So it kind of just kind of bums me out. I'm like, Jesus, why does Woody have to be lost? Anyway, that's more of a problem with the plot of Toy Story 4 than with Toy Story 3. Sorry, I hijacked your Toy Story 3. No, it's, I don't. I mean, all I was going to say is that Toy Story is just absolutely wonderful and the characters are so rich. Mm hmm. Uh, that's, that makes, was all I was going to end with. 
it's it they could it makes sense that they're making five of them because these characters are you kind of want to continually revisit them are they making a fifth one yeah they are i mean i'm still gonna see it um, I'm, probably, I'm probably gonna watch it at some point too so <laughs> well, four, wasn't, four wasn't bad by the way i just i had a problem with the, with the idea behind it <laughs> i can tell i can tell mm -hmm. um well speaking of five what's your mm -hmm. fifth but my fifth is toy story 2. Oh, okay. There we go. Let's, let's talk some more Toy Story. Is <laughs> listed a little bit dominated with Toy Stories, but Toy Story two, I think, is the best one. Um, I can totally see the argument for three. Two was God. It was only like third or fourth Pixar movie they ever made. Um, and I remember thinking at the time they didn't fucking need to make a Toy Story two. This is going to be stupid. And then it, it it grabbed my heart and didn't let go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the introduction of the new characters again, great new characters, a great concept that Woody is this collector's item. A great to toys are meant to be played with kind of message, not kept in a box. Yes, I—I uh, I mean, I loved Toy Story two. Also, I actually think it's the weakest of the Toy Stories. Hmm. So we're we're backwards on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which Woody's when right I say <laughs> when I say weakest, I mean it's not like uh, I mean this is that's like maybe twelve on my list. You know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I fair. You know what I mean? You could, you could probably, you could like the diff, the distance between one and like nine or ten is not very great. You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. I'm glad we're not ranking them because they would just oh, all end up with like kind of the same total. Oh, exactly. It would be like all, <laughs> all just eighties, like eighty five, eighty five point five, eighty five, you know, eighty five point six, eighty five point six two. Yeah, um, yeah. It would be, it would be a mess. Um, we need a one to a hundred scale to get. <laughs> down to the nitty gritty yeah and then we'd still probably be like okay well 95 95 mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um he's the rootinest tootinest bootinest shootinest cowboy in the wild wild west <laughs> well Sorry. my number five is coco oh okay okay i oh, coco, hey. i love coco mm -hmm. i think this one is so just incredibly creative and mm -hmm. awesome it's just so awesome mm -hmm. um lyndon got really into this mm -hmm. this was like his movie we used to watch it on repeat over mm -hmm. and over again and uh it was i always enjoyed it of course this is before he switched to youtube but yeah yeah we even, yeah. We even got him a coco backpack because he loved oh, coco oh. so much um yeah i could i I've, could do some more singing if you wanted for coco for yeah, I was just Go singing the student. Uh, um, I'm not gonna try to remember me because I'll I'll end up crying. Remember Ooh. me. That was pretty decent. You have a nice voice, you know that. Really? Oh, no, yeah, I don't was, know that. It was it, it's right in your register. That was nice. Um, now I can't remember any of the other ones, but I was gonna sing. Um, uh, what was uh, one the loco? Poco one? loco. Oh, poco loco. Yeah. And. Uh, I like the. My, I think my like undercover favorite one is the one he sings, trying to get everybody's attention at at at, at his ball. Dela Cruz. Oh the, yeah. Uh, <sighs> the senoras, a senores. I can't remember, but I really like that one. Actually, it's those songs were all written by. Um, speaking of Mormons, the the songwriting team that did Book of Mormon, and they also did Frozen. So obviously, they are a highly decent songwriting okay. team. Yeah, they're they did all they've done all right. Speaking of uh soundtracks, yeah. 
you know it's funny because we've because Lyndon loved Coco so much we've we've like tried to get Calvin into it he just doesn't care you know Calvin's big ones are Wally mm -hmm. the good dinosaur and Finding Nemo slash Finding Dory mm, not those are the ones he watches I haven't seen the good dinosaur it's how is it is it okay yeah I mean it's good it's not it I don't think that you would have, have put to it on it. your top 10. yeah I think you should see it it's good how? but I don't think it's top ten. How, how did it just get like overlooked? Well, you barely remember it exists as far as I'm concerned. I saw it in the theater mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I remember really liking it. I remember Sarah thinking it wasn't, she's like, ah, it wasn't the best Pixar, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was really good, but, but I'll tell you, Calvin loves it. Mm -hmm. Lyndon, Calvin can only watch it by himself, though, mm -hmm. because uh, there is a there's a death in it. Oh, okay. That Lyndon does not like to see. Fucking fucking Disney and Pixar movies. I know. Just killing people indiscriminately left and right. This is like a massacre. But yeah, no, it's it's good. I'm I, you know, it's um the premise I, is basically that uh, the asteroid never hit the Earth and dinosaurs lived and evolved. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so they're they've got farms and you it's know, a good uh, and stuff. it's a good segue to what I was going to say about Coco is that Pixar does such a good job mm -hmm. not just with the original premises but actually executing them correctly because you yeah. see movies sometimes where it's like this was a good idea and I just didn't care for the direction they went in but you know. I know I hate that because you're like this is such a cool idea and then you're like oh it's sort of like um do you remember the movie Downsizing with Matt with Matt oh Damon? yeah I heard that that movie was had like potential and then just nobody really cared for where it went. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like terrible or anything, mm -hmm. but you know, it's a movie like that where I think critics tend to even almost get mad. Mm -hmm. Like you've mm -hmm. got me excited about a premise and <laughs> like getting excited to see a movie is probably something critics don't critics don't do have that much. Yeah. And they're like, what a cool premise. And then they're like, you did this with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not terrible, but they get so angry. If, if you hadn't gotten excited about the premise in the first place, you might have been a little right. bit more forgiving. Um, well, anyway, what's your number four? My number four is Monsters, Inc. Not too much more uh, to say about it, except that I liked it more than you did again. But you said I watched it like the day before yesterday. For the first time. I didn't see it when it came out. Everyone I loved it. I can't believe you haven't seen it. You didn't see it when it came out. This this I'm happened like, to me. What a cool a, concept. This happened to me at a certain point in my life. I didn't go see movies, just for a number of reasons, um, that like are not world shattering just i didn't and then back before the days of streaming and youtube and everything kids gather around you know listen to my grandpa's story <laughs> it wasn't easy to get access to these you didn't see something and you didn't see it you know you, you go to blockbuster and rent it but like i did if you don't if you don't rent movies frequently or it didn't happen to end up on tv then that was that and then, yep. and then some, and then some movies people are always telling you, you got to see, and it's like, fine. Okay. I'll see it. But then like, you're like, not as excited. Cause it's like, you guys have kind of bullied me into seeing this and I wanted to see it, but I don't like being bullied. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think that I was that way in my youth. Mm -hmm. I would, I would got to see it. Got to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm not that way now. It's interesting how much I like more mellow I am. Like I think because it, it just comes up a lot in my brain mm -hmm. when I'm talking to you. Because like, mm -hmm. you know, you were there for my mm -hmm. ridiculousness, and now I'm just very I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I get that's what you're saying. 
That's a very good thing because either it makes sense because like you know when an animal evolves a certain way and it's not it's not it doesn't fit the, the environment in the niche it dies off so you say well it's natural that this animal fits its niche perfectly because otherwise it wouldn't exist like because people are like life on earth is so perfectly suited to earth and it's like well of course because they they survived the ones that weren't perfectly suited to life on earth died that's like you you mellowed out because if you didn't mellow out, I don't really know what would be going on with you. But you oh, wouldn't be you would. wouldn't be you wouldn't be here with a podcast with me. So that's very true. I mean, I remember in my in my youth, I was like, Am I gonna survive to 30? <laughs> what a thing to think. You were such a mature little kid in a way. You were realistic about your own situation and nothing else. <laughs> hmm, it seems unlikely. Let me let me try to do some numbers here. Ooh, maybe not. Yeah, but at the same time, the, the crazy dichotomy of my personality was like, mm -hmm. but I'm still going to be president. Never <laughs> fault you for enthusiasm or, uh, or a weird sense of optimism. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even imagine wanting that now. Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't even imagine wanting to be in politics. It sounds mm -hmm. fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, my number four is Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Toy Story is the strongest Toy Story for you. So unless well, four goes up later in the list because you've done the other, you've done <laughs> done three and two isn't on your top ten. You said so. right. I did mention that. Yeah. So I guess well, you'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait um, and see. The it's the original Pixar movie as you described. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it got this whole ball rolling, and um, I don't know. I, I, it almost I had a hard time with these. I was like maybe it should just be higher out of sheer nostalgia and creativity, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's like what a world they opened up to us. Mm -hmm. Like to this day, as a near forty-year-old man, I still like to imagine that the toys are alive when I'm not looking. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that's a hundred percent. Like when Calvin's tossing the toys around, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, are they angry at me for letting them play with them? Like I, I hear Don Rickles in my head yeah. going, ages three and up. It's on my box. Ages three and up. Oh god, that's a that's a fun world. Where Don Rickles yeah. is running around your house as a tiny little thing. <laughs> uh, I, you know, we've kind of beaten Toy Story to death here. So why don't yeah. we go to your number three? My number three is Wally. Um, okay, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I I thought when when I brought up Wally, it sounded like it might be on your list. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. Such a beautiful movie. In a way, some of the sentiments in it might be the most like beautiful in all of Pixar. Um, I love. It's so weirdly optimistic, despite the world being destroyed and people being fat. And like some people didn't really love the fact that everyone was fat because it's like they were making fun of fat people. But I don't really think they quite did that because a lot of them were still good people. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of the captain of the ship. Like, and the way he rediscovers the beauty of, of what humanity used to be is like incredible to me. It, well, it's more about how they've you know embraced so fervently mm -hmm. um, convenience. Convenience, yeah. Than it is about them being fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like I feel the same way. It's not like the problem isn't necessarily that they're fat; it's that they're not doing anything. Right. I yeah, I agree. But it is. You're right. It's a, it's a, a larger scale. Uh, what do you, message? Mm -hmm. Probably than any any of the other Pixar movies. 
it's not it's it's very large in scope absolutely um but yeah and I, just again i want to congratulate the pixar team for making characters like wally and eve have not have faces and barely say anything and yet they're two of the more engaging characters i can think of i know it's it's unbelievable and you know what's what's really cool is that they show humanity's capabilities mm -hmm. for for like empathy and um awe you mm -hmm. know through a robot mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the robot appreciates humanity's capability mm -hmm. for empathy and awe and and this is even though hello dolly is not a good musical but he still he still <laughs> sees the beauty in it yeah it's pretty cool well we're moving number on to number three. two we're really getting up here as far as well I, I still have to do my number three. Oh, you still oh we're number three for you what is your yeah. number three please tell us my number three is ratatouille okay <laughs> <laughs> our, our lists are fairly similar a lot of the same ones floating around which is not that much of a surprise not really now i don't know what it is about this one but i just mm -hmm. i absolutely love it mm -hmm. there's just such a joy to it you oh, know? absolutely and uh, like we were talking about this earlier but you know the the, the joy around food and everything I had, mm -hmm. I had never looked at food like that mm -hmm. it, it changed like in my life it changed <laughs> the way i looked at food gosh a i mean cartoon, it's a cartoon about crazy, a rat right? doing that right yeah, yeah. unbelievable like yet, just shows how amazing pixar is it makes perfect sense once you see the movie you're like yes absolutely i also loved because you know i don't know how many chefs you may have met or know yeah. um but they tend to be you know not humble yeah yeah <laughs> 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 um but i love that they're showing this little chef going through the mo he's got like an, a chef in his head mm -hmm. that's keeping him humble you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. which i think is is kind of cool it is um, so anyway yeah that's my I'll have, I'll have even more to say about rat tattooing in a minute you'll you'll see why and it's probably a screen that you're gonna cut but that's okay because it's coming out either way it's <laughs> that's it's, it's welling up it's coming out <laughs> all right well, of, what's your number two speaking of emotion welling up and coming out number two is inside out um i thought when you the when you were yeah. prefacing that yep go for I it i was trying to be lewis it was Black a good there. segue it was a good segue um i only saw inside out for the first time the other day so maybe some recency bias there too but it was oh one of the ones I, I was one of the ones i was watching for this saying ah, this one's well known people like it and um well known and people like it is is an understatement this i was floored by how good this movie was mm -hmm. um, i had i had heard it was good so i wasn't thinking it was bad but oh my god this movie was so amazing and again it's a premise that works so it's like well done with the premise and the execution is perfect and should i should i say this my 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 number 2 and my number 1 pixar movies are the only movies i think since i'm like three years old that i cried during i don't really, really yep i don't really cry um and that's not like me being a man manly man because i don't really care if people think that about me or not <laughs> but it's just not something my body does you know what i mean i cry all the freaking time well movies yeah wuss 
yeah, I guess so. You, you get you get very, you get very invested. It's a it's a wonderful quality that you have. It's a, <laughs> an incredible sense of empathy. Um, I'll get sad and I'll be like very sad about it, but my it's just tears do not come out of my body. You know, it's like uh, it's like those commercials where people can't produce tears, so they get like the the drops that help with that. <laughs> it's just it's just an emotional thing. It doesn't happen, but. During Inside Out, I was ugly crying for part of it, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to stop myself because it so accurately shows the way that your 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 childhood joie de vivre can be destroyed by your circumstances. Yeah, and it and it effectively evoked the fact that Riley could have had an even worse life after that if certain other paths had been taken. She say she hadn't gotten off the bus and gone back to her parents. Right. And I don't want to go in that direction since this is a kid's movie, but I feel like it almost suggested, you know, there are a lot of people that those islands, the family island, goofy island, whatever, where they never come back. They're just gone. I know. I know. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it though. So let's also mention that the performances in that movie are really good. The family is really good. Um, the depiction of the emotions inside the mom and inside the dad, I could actually talk about it a little longer because I like excellent liked the, also. Excellent also. I like the way that the adult minds worked bet a little bit better together. Right. Um the the dad's mind is like a military structure, and the mom's <laughs> mind, they're all they're still all working together, whereas her mind are a little bit at odds at each other because you're a kid. I also enjoyed the way that all the mother's emotions were female and all the father's mm -hmm. emotions were male. But her emotions were a mix because as a kid, you're not quite you're not quite settled in your identity yet. Um, I thought that that was a clever way to do that without hitting you over the head with it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I guess that's all I have to say. It's beautiful. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a beautiful movie. I, mm -hmm. I you know when you texted me and you mm -hmm. said you hadn't, that was one of the ones you hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. I was. <laughs> restraining myself so hard <laughs> from being like you need you need to go fucking watch that movie zach yeah like you, you did we a good cannot job. do this podcast episode yeah. until you watch that i appreciate that because you did a good job of just being like yeah you, you go see watch these movies without being like without uh, uh, without being what i just said yeah. yeah exactly so that was that was very helpful and uh, anyway <laughs> what's your number two well my number two is toy story four Actually, oh, you really like Toy Story 4. I loved Toy Story 4. I'm so, sorry for denigrating it before. <laughs> it's just funny to me that you were like, Yeah, it's the worst one. These are all the reasons why. Well, I really I really liked it. I'll say that. I thought I, I thought I thought Forky was a good character. Forky was incredible. I mm -hmm. loved for so everybody that they introduced, I loved the Keen mm -hmm. Peel characters, you know, the oh yeah, the stuffed the, animals. Yeah, the you know the villain basically Gabby, who ends Gabby, up not, Gabby. Gabby Gabby yep and the the crazy I watched, uh, I watched it yesterday so <laughs> um yeah you know and I and I think a lot of people will actually agree more with you than me on this one mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest with you but it's just it's my favorite Toy Story I just I could not believe because I was like why would they make a fourth after the third one yeah same same feeling you know but then you watch it and like I was. I would laugh. I still laugh out loud to this movie, mm -hmm. and it still affects me. You know, like I, it gets me teared up. Mm -hmm. You know, but part of I will say that part of this probably too is that my my son Lyndon, mm -hmm. his first belly laugh that didn't mm -hmm. come from like me tickling him or making a face or something like that, 
was when the dad stepped on Woody's head and then Woody has to blow his head back up, you know? <laughs> I mean, he he just made me keep doing that over and over again. You're just belly la it was the most adorable thing ever. And, so And the good news is is that from him laughing there, you get ten times more energy than from when he screams. That's right. That's right. So Good job, you Woody. You're helping Monsteropolis or whatever it was. You are. <laughs> that, that would be very affecting to me, too. I'd be like, all right, this movie gets a pass on any other faults because it made my son laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, like, it's a memory that will be like forever with me mm -hmm. because of this movie. So, yeah, I'm, you know, Delight maybe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just, it's a delightful movie. I, I'm appreciating it a little bit more now that you're praising it um it's it wouldn't sneak into the top 10 because the ones are so good but the additions are actually good uh tony hale is great as forky he's oh my he's, he's so he's good hilarious he, um, he's the probably the best character in that movie mm -hmm. and it's a movie with woody and buzz yep that's the that's one thing i didn't care for is the way the a lot of the characters we love and know were sort of pushed to the background a little bit by the necessity of the plot but that's okay because the characters that they introduced were really good. Actually, obviously, Bo Peep was also an old character. I like that they brought her back too because she wasn't in Toy Story. She wasn't 3. in Toy Yeah, they just sort and of and then they explain it. why. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was a nice sequence too, where they yeah, where they really at the very beginning. And uh, I, I, I shout out to uh, Keanu Reeves being a good Canadian. Duke Kaboom! Yeah. Oh my gosh, fantastic! Mm -hmm. Good, another good addition. A nice little backstory. Where his kid threw him out quickly because he couldn't do the thing that they showed on the commercial, which is hilarious. Like not even close. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone else is good too. Um, and those fucking, you know, the part where again, I just saw it yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind. But you know the part where the one of the dummies is walking away after the surgery to give her his voice box, and uh Forky is waving goodbye and he's like, Goodbye. It's still so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Those, were, those dummies really were fucking terrifying. I excellent, know. <laughs> excellent work with that. Oh God, what a good filmmaking scene! The part where they they're in the carriage with Gabby Gabby, and the one dummy is pushing them, and then like they're going into a back area where it's, there's less light, and like more dummies' faces become visible. Yeah, that's like that's like horror filmmaking one on one. <laughs> Seriously. So okay. So anyway. Well, let's get to your your best Pixar movie. My best Pixar movie. Can yeah. I pre can I preface and explain a little bit and go off on my screed briefly? I'm going to try to keep it absolutely brief. absolutely not. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> go for it. So, astute listeners will notice. Uh, just spoiler alert: my number one is not The Incredibles. And you might have noticed that The Incredibles is not on the top 10 list. Hasn't been for you either, I notice. Right. But people might be thinking, oh, it's he's it's probably just Pixar movies really good, and that one didn't suit him all that great. So it's like number 12, number 11, number 13. Still really good. <laughs> you already know this because I mentioned I hated The Incredibles. I watched it yesterday, gave it a fair shake. I said... You still didn't like it. I hated this movie. <laughs> Why? It, it wasn't even very well, a very well done movie. The plot was stupid, and they didn't do it all that well. So it's not even like I can say it was a, it was a good, good, good. Technically, a good, good enough film. It's just the carrot below. Where to start? Um, quickly. What a shitty worldview this movie has. 
it's not uplifting like any other Pixar movie. It's actually, it made make me depressed, this movie's worldview, in which you are born with superpowers and you're better than the rest of humanity and you get to be a hero and no one else does. You doesn't matter if you work hard. It doesn't matter if you invent something. It doesn't matter if you're smarter than everyone else and you try harder than everyone else and you make your way in the world. You have to be born with these powers. That's it. No one else gets to do anything. And like the villain in this movie, his main thing is that if everyone's super, no one's super. So like the movie's plot is that the people born with superpowers are the only ones who get them. They get to keep them and they get to do what they want and you don't matter. What you want doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if you ask to be saved. No one asks you to save him, Mr. Incredible. I don't care. I'm saving him anyway. They make fun of a suicidal person and act as though he should be grateful to still be alive and horribly injured. You know, being horribly injured and alive is not necessarily better than being dead. Especially assuming this person has mental problems, which I do. So <laughs> I felt that one especially deeply. And um, it actually made me like Ratatouille a little bit less. Because Ratatouille's message is similar, although better. Where anyone can be a great chef, but not everyone can, essentially. A great chef can come from any anywhere, but not necessarily anyone can. I get that. Sometimes... You can try to be great, and it just doesn't work out. Not everyone realistically can be a great artist. I understand that. Just like not every movie can realistically be a great movie, because that's how life works. For instance, Ratatouille is a good movie. So Brad Bird did well there. Brad Bird also made The Iron Giant. That's a good movie. They made The Incredibles. Not a good movie. And he made the fucking one with George Clooney. Not a good movie. Not all of them can be great. Which one is with all of George Clooney? Uh, tomorrow, Tomorrowland or something. Oh, it's Tomorrow. Like yeah, okay. Not good, but anyway, like this is like such a shitty libertarian, like Andrew Ryan from Bioshock, Ayn Rand worldview where some people are better and they get to do what they want. Um, I think I'm done now. <laughs> it's really interesting because I, you know, it's funny because to me, I, uh, I'm just not as good at looking as deeply into things as you, I think, sometimes. Sometimes I go do, too deeply, like you said. You're saying right now it's a Pixar movie. Maybe I shouldn't be getting into libertarian worldviews or something. Well, but there's there's room for critical analysis. I don't think that that's, you know, I don't think that you're, like, wrong for... I, I, I wish that I could have a more critical eye sometimes. I just, you know, you said all that, and I'm like, oh, wow, you, they, He's right. That is kind of what they're saying here. Um, I don't know that they were they were actually saying that, mm. but I get your point is just that that's the worldview it presents. Mm -hmm. um, I sort of so I would say that the Incredibles two mm -hmm. is much better. Okay, than the Incredibles one. I never like was a big Incredibles person. You know, I I didn't I didn't hate it mm -hmm. or anything. Um, I remember that that was a movie. That was the first movie I saw in the theaters in England when I was living in England. Oh wow! <laughs> um, and was it was it still in English? Was it a different <laughs> language? I don't know what they speak over there. It was uh, it was in Scottish. Um, oh, cool! It's a little bit of Welsh. So there's also another point to be made that if you're talented. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you say superhero is talented, right? Mm -hmm. Because people, you know, I mean, 
the reason Michael Jordan is the best basketball player, considered the best basketball player ever, mm-hmm. is not just because of his competitive drive, which mm-hmm. obviously was off the charts, you know, mm-hmm. and that he practiced a lot and everything. So all of that leads into it. He also was just talented. Yeah, he took that personally. <laughs> no, yeah, the talent is, I, I agree. You do need a, a, a measure of talent. The greatest people of all time are born with something generally that's right just and it's just the way it works sure and i mean you, you know even with with ratatouille mm-hmm. um you know there's part of the reason that he is so good at cooking is because he has such a defined palate mm-hmm. absolutely that he can deter you know he can sense what like i i couldn't eat something and be like oh is there saffron in this mm-hmm. i just oh, like, yeah. mm, it's good it's tough <laughs> so um and i don't know that any amount of training would get me to the point where I would be able to discern that. No, that's you. That's a great point. And I, I, I actually make that point sometimes when people are like, Oh, I'm like, if you tell, say, Oh, you're so good at this. Someone will say, Oh, it's just practice. Um, practice drawing and you'll get to be a good artist practice playing an instrument. And you'll get to be a good, you'll get to be a good, you know what I mean? But there are people right. who just, there's something, there's some sort of spark there. Right. And with Michael Jordan, maybe it's the fact that he was six five or whatever he was, and and could jump really high. Those are just physical gifts that you and I aren't going to get. Well, right. That's my point. It's like he has those gifts. So, uh, you know, and a different way to look at the Incredibles and the and the worldview there is that they made that illegal. Mm-hmm. So it was illegal to be more talented than somebody else yeah that's but that doesn't really make it much better for me and it makes no me i'm not feel saying like, it should i'm just saying it's a it's I, sort I, of almost the opposite that's that's not a good way to go about it you know what i mean people should be allowed to be themselves no matter what but like what satisfaction is dash getting dash who apparently they named before they knew what his power was i know um, <laughs> um what satisfaction is he getting from beating people in a race he should know perfectly well that he's faster than them since no one in this universe that we can know that we know of is faster than him. What is he really happy with himself? Would you be happy going and winning a basketball game against kindergartners? You're obviously better than they are. Well, I don't know. I might not be, but yeah. Um, no, <laughs> these, I, these are some really good kindergartners. They're, fucking, they're dunking. What the hell's wrong with these? <laughs> oh, um, it's LeBron's kid, huh? <laughs> well, I that's a point well taken, you know, more well made, and I'm taking it well. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, is, Brad, is Brad Bird saying that like he like j- us geniuses shouldn't be kept kept down? You normies are preventing us from being genius. Like fucking really? Who's preventing you from doing anything, you dickhead? Anyway, sorry. It sort of reminds me of uh, uh, was Spirit in the Water, Shadow in the Water. You remember the M Night Shyamalan movie? Oh yeah, yeah, the one with Paul Giamatti. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually liked that movie, but he, he is so egotistical mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. movie. So, like, he put himself as the character that's going to write the greatest novel of all time. Come on, M. Knight, whatever your first name is. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I can. I absolutely believe it. And it's like... Well, the villain is a critic. <laughs> So, and this is coming after a couple of movies that did not get reviewed well for him, by the way. Exactly. If you remember the context, Lady in the Water—that's what it was. Lady yeah, in the Water. Yeah. So, and, um, and I liked the Village, but 
not everyone. I did, did. too. I, I liked the villain. I actually liked pretty much all of his movies. He's he's got a very unique style. If I you, should say it, I like pretty much all the happening was like fucking absolutely terrible. That one looks pretty. I could good. not believe I I watched the whole thing and mm-hmm. I was like, it has to get better, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't have to get better. There's no rule that it has to get better. Trust me. Um, but yeah, he's got a, a, such a, a a style. If you're if you give yourself over to the atmosphere, yeah, it, it exactly. can still be it can still be a lot of fun. That's why I like the the village. It was like I just said, okay, I'm just willing to be creeped out, and I'm not going to think about it too hard, right? And he did a great yeah. job of it. So, you know what I mean? He's he's really effective at creating tension. Oh God, yeah. Um, so, still so. a little tense from some parts of signs. Exactly, signs is a great example of how you mm-hmm. create tension. So, um, I actually think that he got too caught up after the sixth sense mm-hmm. in trying to create a twist. Every movie had movie. to have a cooler twist, yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, you could just make a movie, man. We you, know, <laughs> you don't have to have a twist. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what is your number one? My number one movie is a movie where a character becomes a genius at something, but does it through practice wasn't born to do it necessarily although he's descended from a great musician uh, my number one is coco oh, not, not only not only is coco my favorite pixar movie it's probably top five favorite movies of all time oh um, man no wonder you weren't talking about it that much when i was talking about it uh-huh uh to say that it's actually funny because i said earlier that the distance between number one pixar and number 10 is not that great it actually kind of is but not because number 10 is so bad. It's that I like Coco so much that there's yeah. actually a bit of distance between it and probably probably Monsters, Inc. is probably the one that where it falls off. But not because it actually falls off. Let's look at this the other way. Coco actually leaps to new bounds that I didn't think. This is the other one I cried at. Um, I was in the movie theater, and I was just enjoying myself. But the, at the, the family-like message about how important the family is and the fact that what's his face might not never get to see his granddaughter again or his daughter again. Mm -hmm. Hudson turned to me and was like shocked and was like, are you, are you crying? And I was like, I don't know know why. (laughs) I think, I think I miss my family. I don't know why. That's really nice though. It actually must have been the, the, the rendition of remember me when Miguel is singing to Coco. And oh Coco, yeah, and Coco says, you know, that is very touching. And my father remembers. used to sing that to me. Yeah, and then, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't even. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, and then and then the song. I I love the songs in this movie. And then the song at the end he sings, uh, um, about his family is also very touching. Once he's actually allowed to play music. It was funny because I was looking through my list and I'm like, what movie is it? Because I, 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 it has to be one that I've already said, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I just was like, um, you know, I didn't even, it, Coco didn't register to me. Mm-hmm. Even though it feels very obvious now that I would have been the one. Just um, to, That was the one that I forgot about, by the way. And I had to, oh, yeah? back in. And you had, to yeah. you had to plug it back in. Same thing happened to me with Wally. I don't know why. I was like, why did I forget Wally? It's number three <laughs> on my list. It just fell out of my brain. You know why? Because you're thinking of all these good movies, and it's hard to keep them. It's hard to keep track of that many good movies. Well, I was trying to make a list of like. So I started off with without looking at Pixar movies. I just made a list of all the Pixar movies I could think of right then and there. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I, um, and then I, I didn't ever end up looking. I just kept, kept adding them. I'm like, oh, right. There's this one. And I had that. Like I was putting them in there and then I would cross them out. I was like, nah, it's not top 10 or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know why Poco just, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a departure for Pixar. Yeah, a little bit. So that's another reason I like seeing it when I was like, it felt like, a different enough direction but also the same idea the same the same feeling behind it it was well, the creativity and the world building and the yeah well that's, that's a great good. number one i didn't mean to end on a negative note as far as the other ones that i didn't care for i uh want to end my portion of this list with you know the the love of your family and the love of music and how it brings you all together and you don't need to be a genius at music you can still be worth love worth loving yeah well speaking of family love family love that's a weird portion of the internet there don't google that don't google that kids yeah that's not how i meant it um <laughs> speaking of familiar love, Family. Familial love, yeah. Familial love, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Do you think you have an idea of what my number one is? No, I actually wasn't keeping track, and now I've forgotten. I feel like it has to. Like, I don't. It's either you. You said you didn't like The Incredibles so much, so it's either Incredibles two, or um, you did all the Toy Stories. No, I'm not sure. So you're doing the exact same thing that I did with Coco. Mm-hmm. It's Inside Out. Inside Out. Okay. Okay. Fair. This is absolutely my favorite Pixar movie. It mm-hmm. gets me every time. Mm-hmm. I love how creative it is. Um, I love the world that they build and the way they describe uh, a young person's mind and how they're oh. figuring things out. Exactly. Um, and they even show, like you said, they show the the adults in there that sort of have things figured out. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, it's fascinating that the father is run by anger and that anger, the mother yeah. is run by sadness but really what they're saying there is you know reaction as opposed to empathy mm-hmm. right um i just it's just i also really love that it shows what a joy childhood is mm-hmm now I know for some people childhood is not a joy, which is incredibly yeah, yeah. sad. But they're also pointing that out in this movie mm-hmm. that for some kids, this these islands, like you said, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. They might never have even been built in the first place. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, doesn't that kind of make you want to feel a little bit of empathy for these people? Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, help them build core memories. Yeah. Um, and- if you notice on the 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 memory walls, most of um, Riley's spheres are predominantly the yellow for joy. Yeah, the joy. Uh huh. Because she's a bundle of joy. And you know, and I don't. You know, they, they, it's a nuclear family and it's mm-hmm. a heterosexual family. And I don't. I don't think that the, that's just. I don't think I, that it's about that. Right? Yeah, no. If you're gonna show a family, it makes sense. It's a cartoon. You know, there's a mom right. and dad. Exactly. So, um, but what I do think it shows is that attentive parents, parents that are just there for mm-hmm. their kids, um, can bring them out mm-hmm. of these situations. Just give your give them time to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, I'm getting emotional. 
Yeah. Because that part for me, it gets me every time. Just uh, how lovely uh, her parents are and how much they they love her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I love that movie. And uh, like you said, with the um, being there for, for your kid and for each other, the memory she has where she said she missed the game-winning shot and they just sit up on the tree with her. Right. And that helps turn the memory into into a joyful one rather than a sor sorrowful one. Yeah. Um, and I love at the very end we see that memories can have multiple colors because as you grow emotionally and more complex, you have memories that are sad but also happy. It's beautiful. You, isn't it beautiful? I think I hear you getting emotional, and I, I feel the same way. It's it's just yeah, it's it's such an excellent movie. The and, fact that that one wasn't nominated for best picture, I know, isn't that weird? But Up was, and I'm not saying Up was bad. Yeah, but it's just not. We're what. I would say that most of the movies in our top 10 should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, probably. A couple of them are just not quite as strong. but that Right. I don't know that Ratatouille should be a Best Picture nominee, even yeah, though it's no, my I... number three. Um, and maybe not even Toy Story 4, just from a movie-making standpoint. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. get it. Um, but Inside Out, Coco. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like Wally. -E. Um, well, well maybe yeah, Wally. -E. Um, even Soul. In my opinion, mm -hmm. easily, you know, I just anyway, yeah. Our our number two and our number one for each is just switched, um, and I feel like is just a slight difference in I don't know feeling. Uh, Inside Out easily could have been my number one. It's just Coco has a special place for me, but either way, yeah. Talk about talk. If these are your two best movies from your studio, the rest could be crap, and you'd still be doing okay. Yeah, no kidding. I just I they're making an Inside Out too, oh. and I'm actually I'm nervous about it. I am I am too a little bit. I feel like I get it because you can just go further in Riley's life, whatever. But I feel like that was a perfect way to end it. So, well. I get it in the sense that I I would love to continue living in that world, you know. Yeah. It's one of like, those like we said I think with Inception, I wanted to watch it again as soon as it was over. So yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, I feel that way with Inside Out I'm like, "Oh my god." And like I would like I I want a, another movie concurrently that shows the mom and another mm -hmm. oh, movie yeah. concurrently shows the dad. Like and I would the, love that. How they react in the whole situation, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You can imagine um, dad's anger, you know, with the truck, the the truck not getting there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, guilt and embarrassment too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But but like, one thing that I have to say is sort of bothering me about it is like now you've got all these people like that. I I heard that they're gonna put like a couple new emotions in. Oh. And I'm like, well, how do you do that? You've already established that adults don't have. The other emotions, yeah, yeah, and and I'm like, one that like, kind of pissed me off, <laughs> and I don't know if you're gonna agree with me on this or not, and, and I almost sound like a Republican. <laughs> it feels like I'm saying something anti woke, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, gender should be the next emotion. I'm like, that's not a fucking emotion, you know? Yeah, no, it, try, that that does not reflect badly on you. It's not. An emo it's not an emotional state. It's, it's, it's I don't. That's a bizarre take for those people yeah. to have. I'm like, no, we don't need to make everything into like a political statement. Like mm -hmm. this, people can have emotions, and yes, po like 
gender can be mixed into like your your um identity mm -hmm. can be mixed into what drives some of your emotions but gender is not an emotion so i like yeah. really hope that they don't do that yeah they could like you just said they could work it in in a way like it's its own island or something you know it's, yeah, a, different, exactly. it's a different part of your being than your emotions so Ex exactly I, i'm not saying that it has no place mm -hmm. to be discussed you know that's not my point i just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah anyway so, that's my only gripe that i've that i've felt there's like a really like Maybe it's not out there anymore, but when they first announced Inside Out 2 and that they were gonna bring in, I think, one or two different emotions, that mm -hmm. was the that was like a big one that was like trending on Twitter and stuff. And oh like, yeah, yeah. That's stupid. Another reason I fucking hate Twitter, because it's like this fucking sphere of nonsense uh -huh. all the time. Pretty much. Which by the way, tweet us at uh, the rank. Yeah, podcast. at the rank podcast, yeah. <laughs> we will respond. We love Twitter. Yeah. When it, it works. Thanks again, listener, for listening to our <laughs> Pixar. Um, Thank you, top as always. 10 list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you'd like to see a list of our top 10 rankings, you can check out our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. By the way, you can leave us comments on there, on that, on that website. You can leave comments on stuff, and we will respond. So please feel free. Engage with us. Also, if you leave us messages on, on our Patreon site and also give us money, We'll, we'll really respond. So we have nothing better to do anyway. So check us out next week when we're ranking the top 10 best Taylor Swift music videos. It's going to be a good one. It, I think it may be a good one. I know that Zach is very excited about it. I'll be interested you know? to see if you like early Taylor, middle Taylor, what era Taylor, Taylor do you like? Because I'm a 1989 era Taylor guy, but that's just me. I don't know if this has come up in our previous episodes. It probably has. It's at some point, but if it hasn't, Zach likes Taylor Swift. Okay, I'm a I'm a fan. Okay, well, thanks again and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>